Success and dopamine go hand in hand. They're almost a basic need for human motivation and for learning. However, is there something even more basic that can be met by the teamwork in your schools? Hey, this is Matt, and you're listening to the Math Lost Mashup. Hello and welcome to episode five of season two. Today we are talking collaboration, a basic human need. And I'm fortunate to bring to you an interview I had with Dr. Corin Prince, an educational leader and recent doctorate graduate of the University of North Texas. And today she's going to bring her insights from her recent research on what makes collaboration such a powerful tool for impact on learning at your campus. Let's get right into that interview. We have Corin Prince here today. I'm so glad that you've joined me for the podcast and a recent graduate, a doctoral degree and educational leader, school administrator. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for the sweet introduction. Of course, I'm thrilled to be here. I, uh, I've spent the last five years completing my graduate work uh, on professional learning communities. So I was privileged to work with some of the teachers in the district that I that I work in um, and get a good feel for where we are as a district in terms of implementing and institutionalizing professional learning communities and collaborative teams. So that's kind of where my brain's at right now. And uh, it's good timing. My district is actually um, using Marzano's high reliability schools um, to assess where we are as a district and um, inform our district improvement plan. Let's go to your doctoral study. Yeah. So you're looking at professional learning communities. Mm-hmm. Did you study multiple districts? Or? No, just mine. And I thought in the dist- a district the size of mine, um, there, was a, there was enough uh, variety and enough um, variance in PLC implementation to get a good feel for where, where we are on, on different campuses. Because you're so. in just over 50,000 students? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. yeah, about 5,000 employees. So what is that, about 4,000 teachers? Mm-hmm. So so I did high school um, PLCs, one math PLC and one English PLC. Mm. And one, I went into it knowing that it was a pretty well-established PLC campus and the other not. And so my most... Um, intriguing finding was that in the absence of a well-structured, well-implemented PLC program or, you know, uh, solution, uh, teachers form them on their own. So Marzano talks about Mm -hmm. PLCs being one of like the basic human needs. Like he puts it in with, (laughs) you know, food and sleep and all the other good stuff. Um, But he talks about how safety and collaboration are our basic human needs, which I, I can I can buy that. Yeah. And so when you're when you're working with teachers and you're talking to teachers about their work, it it came out that being a part of a professional learning community is just something they have to have. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the ones that the teachers kind of formed on their own, they didn't have fancy agendas and they didn't set norms and they didn't, you know, um, make sure that they were hitting the four questions, you know, every single time, but they were collaborating together 
they were assessing what they wanted the students to know, how the students know it, what what they were doing when they didn't. That was the one that came up the most. Like, I'm lost. This lesson didn't work. My kids bombed the test. Yeah. So you're seeing even in the the naturally formed PLCs, what is the construct of those more natural PLCs? So you're getting the collaboration and the mm-hmm. reflection on teaching. Okay, yeah, I can yeah. see that. And so, and then you see this common purpose mm-hmm. keep, that kept coming up as a theme. And I didn't use that phrasing. They used that phrasing unknowingly. Like that is one mm-hmm. of the tenets of, of a well-functioning PLC is having a common vision and a common purpose. So they, they have a common purpose mm-hmm. in their group. Yeah, and that brought them together and that kind of forced the collaboration when they when they were struggling or what even when they were successful i i spent 30 minutes talking to one team about they just kind of randomly went around the room talking about what everybody did well and it was like a you know a little brag fest but bragging about each other like he does this really well and she does this really well and uh they kind of just really got excited about talking about that so um even when things were going well, they wanted to share those ideas. And, and that's in a naturally formed PLC mm-hmm. setting. Yeah, it's a good term for it. <laughs> no, that's interesting because uh, PLCs are pretty much the thing in the last decade, right? Mm-hmm. And um, But they look so different Yeah. Uh, in campuses that I've visited or discussed with. And you're saying even within the mm-hmm. same district. Yeah. And uh, what did you find to be some of the successes of when teachers work together? I think the most important thing and also the hardest thing to do is develop that sense of trust among Mm -hmm. teachers. And it's important for lots of reasons. One, you have to be really vulnerable when you're collaborating with people because in order to collaborate effectively and to really get some good stuff coming out of those meetings, um, you have to be willing to throw out ideas that might be bad. And I, I worked on an admin team that was, we excelled at collaboration. It took a lot of time. We kind of got in the weeds a little bit sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. collaborated mm-hmm. about like, you know, nonverbal body language one time. <laughs> okay, let's just get off this trail. We got work to do. But um, so, but we all trusted each other implicitly. Mm-hmm. We trusted each other as people. We weren't going to go talk bad about each other to staff members or other, you know, admin team members. Um, and we trusted each other that we to do our jobs. I knew when I walked out of that meeting and I had this piece of the puzzle, I was going to get that done and everybody knew I was going to get it done. And I knew the same for all my other team members. So you need both levels. And especially in teaching, I always talk about, um, and it comes up when I'm talking in interviews, when I'm talking to you know my boss, etc. Teaching is a really emotional job. You, you, you're pouring your heart out every day to the kids. And especially now with um, some of the social emotional learning having to deal with things other than just the teaks. So when you're pouring your heart out every day and you're being vulnerable and you're revealing things about yourself through your actions, through your teaching, through your conversations with people, with kids, with teachers, you need to be able to to know you're in a safe space. Mm -hmm. And so if I had to pin like one thing that you need to establish in order to make sure that you're going to be doing PLCs or collaborative teams correctly and effectively, it would be developing that sense of trust and community. And that just takes time, but it takes intentionality too. It's not just, you can't just say, well, hopefully it develops as we plan this math test. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You can't just look at numbers and test <laughs> items and get no, team yeah. trust. Yeah. Two things really stuck out at me. When you were talking trust, I heard trust in the sense of safety mm-hmm. yeah. and then trust in the sense of respect. Yes. Yeah. Respect that you are capable and going to follow through with your role mm-hmm. and then trust that 
we've got each other. Mm-hmm. We've got each other's back. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah. Did you uh, have you looked into what what actions teams can do to help build that trust? Research will tell us doing things like it sounds hokey, but man, it works. Little team building activities. They are you hokey, know. but they're so great. <laughs> they are. So um, we did one at a training on Monday. It was a silly little like north, south, east, west, and then they identified um, characteristic personality traits mm-hmm. to those those directions. And people, number one, love talking about themselves. So anytime you get a chance to give people in a group a chance to talk about themselves, they're on board. Um, but that's important too, because then you're learning about other people. That's true. Um, and as you as you learn about people, as you get to know people. You start to identify strengths and weaknesses, areas of uh, connection where you can relate to one another, areas where, you know, I need you on my team because you have this and I don't. Mm-hmm. So, and again, that just takes time, but you have to be, you have to build in that that team building stuff. You have to build in that, um, you have to go on retreats together. You have mm-hmm. to go have fun together. You have to eat together. <laughs> Some of that was kind of like, you know, like my mom would say, go do this. <laughs> you know, we're a family. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Family. That's basic experiencing basic human needs together yes Yes. that's what you're saying yes thanks again for listening i'm so deeply humbled that you've chosen to spend this time with me on this episode amazing episode about the impact that collaboration can have on your campus and its role as a basic need if you enjoyed this episode i only ask one thing please pass it along Now let's go out there and make an impact.